This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, it's a good day. It's one of my favorites. Today's your favorite day? Why is today your favorite? That's because it's my birthday. Oh, I'm really terrible at remembering birthdays. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. I'm like at that official age now where you start counting backwards. And, you know, I no longer celebrate the anniversary of my 28th birthday. I guess now I should start celebrating the anniversary of my 38th birthday. Why do women do that? Why do women like want to hang on to my 29th birthday again? I guess maybe we're fighting, aging, kicking, and screaming. Being half a hundred just doesn't feel the same as years before. Like, I never really worried about my age, but staring at half a hundred... That's a different world. Yeah, the cute boy at our house has got this entire plan for the next year of getting into shape and taking care of his skin and and planning for what we're going to do. And he, he really has this big plan set for the next year coming up on that half a century mark because he says he wants to be in the best shape of his life that he's ever been at 50. I get it. Mine is more of a... My doctor said, well, you know, Shane, you are of that age. And so ever since my doctor told me that a year ago, that's been the thing for me to say, well, maybe I should eat a little better. Maybe I should be consistent with exercise. But there's a couple of things that I'm not loving. And that is, you know, this half a hundred thing. That phrase is stuck with me. And you are of that age. That one right there, that got me. That sent me over the edge. That's been my last year of age things and thinking about it. But I've never been afraid of getting older. I've actually looked forward to getting older. I'm not afraid of it, but I've realized that as time marches on, time is marching across my face. (laughs) And so that's the part of it that I really don't like. Would I go back to being 20 or 25 again? Absolutely not. And maybe that's why I love birthdays so much is they give us a chance to reflect back and see how far we've come and to look at our goals that we set when we were younger and think, okay, wow, that's crazy. And I think back to the goals that I set for myself out of college. And my three goals out of college were that I knew I had made it in the world. Like if I could do these three things, I I had made it in the world. And the first was that I could have real orange juice, like the simply orange kind, not, not the kind from concentrate in the can. So I could have real orange juice anytime I wanted. I could have craft macaroni and cheese. I didn't have to buy the high top brand, which was the Brookshire brother brand at the time, the generic macaroni and cheese. I could have craft anytime I wanted. And I could always have fresh flowers in my house. Those were my three goals out of college that meant that I was a success. Having fresh flowers in your house is a pretty big testament to success because that's a frequent flower purchase. Yes, and that is to this day, I keep fresh flowers in my house because of that. That's impressive. I started out talking about birthdays and I I have no idea why. And now we've moved to goals. But one of the things that as I have gotten older, I've realized that is so important when, when reaching those goals is having a daily routine. And I think that's one of the things that I'm kind of proud of looking back today is how my daily routine has evolved. And the fact that I am semi-responsible and do some of the same things every morning and 
throughout the day and every evening. So what does your daily routine look like? I have a personal routine. I think my business, my work routine is a little chaotic at times. It's not the same thing every day. I'm not sure that I would call it so much of a routine. Now, personally, I have a routine. And when that routine gets disrupted, it's chaos. I mean, it starts with morning coffee for us. That's a routine thing. It's our discussion time. It's our, and I say us, that's myself and my wife, Julie. And we've gotten into this pattern where we think about and talk about our next morning coffee time the night before. Nine o'clock at night, we've eaten dinner and we're getting ready to go to bed or whatever. And it's like, I am so ready for coffee tomorrow morning. Are you ready for coffee tomorrow? And that's a discussion topic that goes around our house. And so it starts there. And when we travel and that routine gets disrupted just on that right there, it throws us off. I guess we're just too much of a creature of habit type couple that things like that throws us off. We have to have our morning coffee routine. That's that's step one. What does your morning coffee routine look like? Julie's the morning exerciser. I am not. I can't do it. I'm an afternoon guy. So generally, it starts with her doing her morning thing and going off on a run and me waking up after her because of that, because she gets up really, really early to go meet her running partner and they go on their walk run and they do their thing. And I have to have the coffee ready. I got to get up at a certain time to have the coffee ready so that when she comes back, that happens. There's something in this routine of making the coffee that morning that is part of my getting my day going. It's part of just what I do. And it sounds like really silly, really dumb, but I get that going. I get the coffee made. I get the cups ready. I get it all prepared. What kind of coffee do you drink? Folgers breakfast blend and monk fruit artificial sweetener. You know my wife, no sugar. I say all the time that my boss's wife put me on a diet, no sugar. Past coffee time, and we have coffee, and you and Julie, what do y'all talk about? Uh, It's kind of our marriage time. It's our time for discussion and what's going on. And don't forget, I work with my wife for 23 years now. So there's probably a little business that gets mixed in there. What's happening? What do you have going on? Well, there's certainly financial discussions around the business because she's our accounting manager. And it's also time of life stuff. Like what do we got to do getting ready for this child to move off to college or how's it going over here? And what's this thing? So it's just couples, marriage, discussion, and any topic Every topic, it's just our time. Julie could sit there all morning and not have to have a discussion because she's like 500 words a day. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, well, you don't get to talk in the evening because you have used your maximum number of words that Julie allows. That's right. If I come home talking, she's like, you're done. That's enough words for you today. Okay, so past coffee, what does your routine look like? getting to the office? What do you do once you're in the office? How do you prep for the day? What is your thought process? I am a go with the flow kind of guy. Obviously I plan, but I don't necessarily plan specifically my days. I'm not a box checker. I'm not a list person. I have moved to calendaring block time for projects and things like that. I'm on a new thing where I'm doing email a couple of times a day and it's really about managing that email process and turning that email into either projects or follow-ups, which I'm calendaring. I usually trickle in 
between 8.20, 8.30. I see people. I do the morning water cooler talk. I find my desk. I, I find myself there. I, I look at my calendar. I'm generally jumping straight in to something, either a call or I'm jumping into a calendar project item. I'm not having to sit down at my desk and figure out what I'm doing because that was coffee time responsibility. I kind of have a layout during those quiet moments of coffee time to kind of see what my calendar looks like for that day. And a lot of times I look at my calendar during coffee time and I go, oh no, I forgot I had that today. And generally about once a week, I have to reschedule something because I'm not as good as I need to be when it comes to seeing my week out, two weeks out, three weeks out, a full week out. And so I get myself in a bind and that's something that I'm continuously trying to improve on. Is there a specific way that you schedule your days as far as meetings versus project time that would help our agents that are listening as far as trying to schedule networking versus time that is being spent to service clients? Probably a leftover from my agent producing days, sales days, is I tend to be heavy morning as much as I can. Number one, I'm more energetic and I'm more focused in the morning and I tend to fill up my morning with calls and projects, podcast recordings, various things. I tend to just cram my morning tight. And so I do that because I try to leave my afternoons semi-open as much as possible. So my afternoons tend to be what I would call freestyle, not a lot of calendared items. And I tend to be really productive that way. And I tend to try to make myself available to our folks, to leadership team, to people, to whoever. And that tends to be where I catch up from things I might have missed in the morning because I was really, really blocked out tight. I tend to circle back around in the afternoon and say, hey, did you need me earlier and cover that? That scheduling process that you have, I've actually had to transition to over the last several years because I always spent my mornings out in the field seeing people for the specific reason that everybody tends to be in the office in the morning and then they tend to go out in the afternoon. So I flip-flopped to use that to my advantage and then I would spend the afternoons doing all the paperwork when most people were out. So it was so interesting to me making that transition over the last few years because you always did schedule calls in the morning, which was kind of my creative time or my getting out time. So I've made that transition with you, but I always did the exact opposite for the reason of people were in the office in the mornings where they're not necessarily in the office in the afternoon. It's hard on the agency side to think about that because if you move to that thought and you think about it, if everyone is busy and everyone's kind of doing their morning thing, then a lot of times today, because people are so busy in the mornings, if you are calling on people, they're not available. And I would talk to our commercial producer, Brian, I would talk about that with him. And he has found more success today in afternoon cold calls and afternoon reaching out to people than he would in the morning. They tend to be more ironically, maybe relaxed. And it's really crazy because they've had a busy morning. So why wouldn't they be aggravated in the afternoon? But really you catch them post lunch, you catch them in the afternoon. Maybe they're less stressed because they got some things accomplished in the morning and they are more willing to talk to you. I don't know. I don't know if that's 
the reason why, but he has had a lot of success with a morning office time and then a lunch afternoon out of office time. What does your evening routine look like? Oh my gosh, there is no routine. It's all over the place. When you have a travel softball player in the house, maybe that is the routine, is chaos. Workout time, finding practice time around the teenager's social engagements, and I'm the practice facilitator, so to speak. Most days, what I try to do is I get home and I immediately go for my walk. used to be run. I've moved to more of a faster walk as I have become of that age. That is about an hour. And then if we're at home, it's dinner. And Julie and I kind of split that. Sometimes we cook together. Sometimes she cooks. Sometimes I cook. Just depends on what it is. There's certain things that I'm limited on, but we do cook at home uh, because we tend to eat out a lot during lunchtime. And that's something that several years ago that we started doing that we enjoy is actually cooking. The problem is, is when you have kids going through high school years and they're involved in activities, there's always something. It's like every evening there's a ball game. There's just stuff. We're on the back end of that where our evening routines are about to become pretty stable where I can honestly see this exercise, dinner, relax and watch a show off to bed. For the last six to eight years, our evenings are total chaos all over the place. You are a voracious reader. When do you make time to read? Certainly when I am away, I'm reading a lot. On a weekend, week out basis, evenings uh, before bed, I'll read some in the mornings. So kind of both bookend it uh, early morning and evening. I'm not as strong there as I used to be. I can't focus for some reason as long. And I don't know if that's because there's so many conversations and so much mental effort. There's so much effort put into our business today mentally. By the time I get to the evening, I tend to have a struggle focusing on reading that evening. The other thing is, and I read an article the other day about a guy, and they've transitioned. They read more novel, fiction-type books in the evening, whereas I've traditionally not been a fiction reader. I've always been a business book biography type reader. And I think that tends to re-engage my brain right before bed and then I can't fall asleep. I have a tendency to read fiction or biographies in the evening. And then anytime I'm in the car, I'm listening to a business book. Because if I'm in the car, I want to be thinking. I want to be figuring out what's the next step. What are the next eight steps? What do I need to be doing better? All of those things that business books inspire us to do. So I do that in the car. And then, like I said, in in the evenings, that's kind of, okay, I try to get my brain as calmed down as possible. Now, if I wake up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be awake. And so I'm going to grab a business book then because I know that it's ridiculous to even try to go back to sleep because that's not going to happen. My brain's working. My wife's been trying to tell me this for 10 years. I'm trying to move to that point. The problem I'm having is I can't find authors and books on the fiction side that I'm just loving, that I just want to get into. But I'm really, really disappointed in book selection right now. I'll agree with that. And it tends to either be Tom Clancy-ish or Cussler. I'm a John Grisham fan. I love his books. I just see this gap in the marketplace right now on fiction 
And I've tended to move over to biography because of that. And that's good. But man, these biography books are ridiculously long. And so my attention span gets hammered a little bit. There's only so much I can do on the biography. Like I don't need a thousand page biography book. I'm really struggling on the evening read topics right now. I started Where the Crawdad Sings. Ugh. Sing. Yeah. Uh, Where the uh, Crawdad Sings. It's terrible. I just when, can't. So the other night I set in, I read one page and I put it down. Hey, I, I get it. There's a big fan club building out there about this book, but I'm not a fan. Okay. I have tried to read it three times because everybody keeps telling me, oh, it's fantastic. It's amazing. And I'm like, whatever is supposed to be fantastic and amazing about this book. I don't know if it's the fact that Reese Witherspoon told everybody it was amazing. So therefore it is amazing, but I can't do it. And then somebody will say, well, you have to get halfway through and then it gets good. And I'm like, I have a rule now that I am of a certain age, if a book is not grabbing me within the first 50 pages, 100 pages max, there is something else out there that I would rather read. And I'm telling you, I have tried to read this book. I have tried to listen to this book. I just can't do it. Just can't do it. We are in the minority. That's my problem with with my evening reading regimen is that I find myself in Old Testament scripture more than I find myself in, in anything else in the evenings. And I love reading that as well and reading my Bible and reading in Old Testament scripture. I think that's, there's probably a thing I need to pay attention to why I can't focus on the evening and I keep gravitating back. So maybe God's trying to tell me something like maybe I need to spend more time reading my Bible. And I was going to suggest you try Greg Isles. I love him as an author. He's out of Mississippi as well, but he's based in Natchez as opposed to to Jackson like John Grisham is. But if that's where you are, if you're in the Old Testament, then, you know, Greg Isles probably can't compete with that. Maybe not. I don't know. You and I have very different daily routines. My husband starts to work about 5 a.m. So us having coffee time in the morning probably will never work in the work situations that we have now because he starts earlier than I do because of time zones and where his team are in the world. And then, of course, he ends his day slightly earlier than I do on some days. And then he goes to bed earlier and I usually go back into work. So we have a specific day. We usually spend um, Tuesdays. Tuesdays are our thing where we really focus on each other in the evening and making sure that we have time to talk and celebrate our successes for the week. But I love that you and and Julie have really made time every morning together as a priority. And I think that's one of the ways that y'all have been able to work together so successfully long term. I love that. And And I love that you've taken time and you specifically made time for each other beyond time with your children. And for our listeners, I think that especially as you're trying to build a business or you're trying to build a business for the second time, if you started an independent agency coming out of the captive world, remembering your why, remembering why you're doing this is just absolutely imperative. You know, we used to do champagne on Fridays to celebrate our week. And that was like our big thing is we would sit down on Friday afternoons and we would have strawberries and champagne and we would say, hey, let's really celebrate what we 
we've done this week. Now, we have kind of transitioned that into Tuesdays for different reasons because, you know, whoever celebrates on Tuesday, right? And that's one of the reasons that we did it. But I think remembering to find time for your significant other is just absolutely imperative as an entrepreneur. Champagne and strawberries on Fridays, just to set the record straight, that's pretty bougie. I'm impressed with the cute boy. That's pretty good. But yes, date your spouse. Don't stop dating your spouse while you're starting your business. It's easy to sit here and say 27 years later, like talk about what we do today and things that are really, really awesome sounding today and go, oh, wow, these guys are postcard this and postcard that and Hallmark movie. No, that's not where we've always been. I say this from a place of failure in a lot of cases. Like I failed immensely in the business. Don't ask my wife about our first year or two of marriage and how not very present I was at the time. There's so many failures that we're able to overcome and land in a good place. And I say all these things from that place of failure. When I say, hey, have work-life balance. Hey, think about this with your agency. Think about building your agency this way. Think about having a focus on policy per customer ratio. When I make statements like that, it's because there was a point in time when I was writing business and I had a 1.2 policy per customer ratio. It's not because I nailed it every time successfully, as Michael Jordan would say. It's because I failed is why I succeed today. And I think there's a lot of that that goes into this here. That morning routine hasn't necessarily been there forever. It's something that we gravitated to, that we figured out along the way. And we didn't necessarily plan it, but when we figured it out, we grabbed a hold of it. Hey, this works for us. And we just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And I think that's imperative when you're building your agency to think about your family, to think about continuing to spend time with your spouse, as you said, away from your kids, but also having that family time as well, because you're working so hard and working so consistently at this business that we can't forget why we got into this business in the first place, which is I want to have family time. I want to have the flexibility to take vacations, to watch my kids ball games. As we get in this busyness and we go through the storms of these hard markets like we have today, it's really, really easy to lose sight of really the most important things. Have your morning routine, have your coffee time. If it's, oh, we don't have time. Yes, you do. Get up a little earlier. Go to bed a little earlier or go to bed a little later and have your evening time. It doesn't matter what works for you is what works. And that's what you should be thinking about. I'm going to leave us with this quote from Vince Lombardi. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.